Hey, this is Pastor Steve Berger with This Is That, where we bring biblical clarity to cultural chaos. We want to thank you for listening today. And remember, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel or to this podcast so you don't miss another episode. God bless you. We pray that this is a blessing for you today. What's up, y'all? Pastor Steve Berger here. And today I want to talk to you about a really important, uh, really sensitive issue Um, because this is something I feel strongly about, there's a chance I might get animated. So I don't know if I need to apologize in advance or what, but, um, I want to talk to you just a little bit, uh, about deception and as it relates to abortion, uh, in particular, because there's something that's been happening over the last couple months and I've just been waiting on it and it hasn't stopped. In fact, it's actually increased. And so I thought, you know what? I just need to out this thing right here, right now. Now, typically when you talk about deception, you think about some sneaky behind the scenes thing that, you know, by the time it gets realized or recognized, it's too late and something blows up or whatever. But deception isn't always like that. Sometimes deception hides in plain sight. Sometimes deception is right in front of you and it's the the twisting and the perverting of truth that because it's so blatant, you think, oh my gosh, this this has to be right or this has to be true. And y'all, that's what's happening right now with the Democratic Party, particularly Vice President Harris, Governor Newsom from California, and Senator Raphael Warnock from the state of Georgia. Now, I want to unpack some stuff for you and, and help you see how deceptive Um, their words have been just over the last few months and repeatedly like this isn't just a one-time thing like this is an ongoing deceptive conversation about abortion but what makes this crazy this time is that they're incorporating the scriptures they're incorporating faith into their position of murdering innocent children Like this is, again, not only unfathomable, it's unconscionable. And so multiple times over the last few months, Vice President Kamala Harris has said things along these lines that killing innocent life, I mean, these are my words and I'll tell you when it's a direct quote from her, but killing innocent life that God created in the womb, listen to this, doesn't require anyone to abandon their faith or beliefs. Let me say that again. That killing an innocent baby doesn't, quote, require anyone to abandon or um, uh, or change their faith or their beliefs. To support Roe v. Wade, she said on another occasion, To support Roe v. Wade and all that it stands for does not mean giving up your beliefs. And so, in other words, according to the great theologian, Vice President Kamala Harris, you can be for the killing of innocent children and it has no effect on your faith. Faith doesn't have to play a part in your choice to murder the unborn, to dismember them in the womb 
Or even now they've gotten so radical as to say a mother can actually give birth, the baby can be on the table and kill the baby right then if the mother doesn't want it. See, we've gone from infanic or gone from abortion to infanticide. This is nonsense. You can totally violate God's word, says Kamala Harris, and still be right with God. Are you kidding me? This is deception in plain sight. And I wonder how many people go, well, she's the vice president and she wouldn't lie to us or she's kind of quoting the scripture and she must know what she's talking about so I can violate God's word and still be right with God. Listen to me, friends. You can't violate God's word and be right with God, period. I don't care who tells you that. Listen, Kamala Harris, she's wrong biblically, okay? Supporting, listen to me, I can't say this any clearer, supporting and participating in sin, which murder is, is an abandonment of the faith. And what she's saying again is you can abandon your faith without abandoning your faith. That makes zero sense. That makes zero logic. She is so wrong biblically, I can't even put it into words any better than what Revelation twenty two fifteen says, that those who love and practice lies won't inherit the kingdom of God. So if you think you're going to love and practice a lie, you're going to love and practice deception, you're going to love and practice murder, and think you're going to be right with God, you're going to have a rude awakening when you stand before God and he's going to hold you accountable for your sin. You cannot abandon the Christian faith and think that God won't abandon you. It didn't work that way, friends, and I don't care who's telling you otherwise. She's wrong biblically. She's wrong positionally or governmentally. Who is Kamala Harris as the vice president of the United States to use her platform to tell anyone about what's okay in their particular faith? What about separation of church and state? What about all that that they cry about all the time? So here she is because it's suiting her own deceptive agenda where she's incorporating her position with the state or with the government with the deceptive, I mean, blasphemous, heinous lies about the unborn. She's combining church and state. She's combining her position with what she is purporting that the scripture supports, and it's horrendous. It is wicked to say the least. Now, another thing I would say is apparently it's okay to integrate, listen to this, it's okay to integrate church and state so long as it's deceptive in nature. But church and state, if church is declaring truth, and trying to influence government, oh, that's off limits. But so long as the government is perverting and twisting the faith, then that's okay. I mean, I wonder what's next. You gotta ask yourself the question, what are they gonna come up with next and say, oh, um, you don't have to abandon your faith to embrace murder. So they've told us that. You don't have to abandon your faith to embrace homosexuality. Oh, they've already told us that. 
Oh, you don't have to abandon your faith to support same-sex marriage or gender fluidity. Oh, get it. what about this? You don't have to abandon your faith to support minor attracted persons, which we used to call pedophiles that are sickening and disgusting and wicked people that need to repent of their sin. What are they going to tell us next that it's okay? They're going to, I'll tell you what it's going to be. You can be a Christian without believing in Christ. That's what they're basically already saying. You can be a Christian and not follow Christian tenets. These people are unhinged, y'all. This isn't a mean spirit that I'm, I'm heartbroken. They need to repent. Like they are pushing the envelope so far. I, I'm concerned for their ability to even repent in the future. I hope that they're not an Ephesians 4.19 where they actually become past feeling, past conviction, past the point of no return. The stuff that they come up with, good night. I mean, supporting right drag queen story hour, right? We've talked about that in previous episodes. Love is love, supporting that. It's just like whoever you want to love, however you want to love them. No, you got to affirm all of that because God is love and Jesus is love and Jesus doesn't want us judging anybody. You're wrong. Read John 7, 25, where Jesus said we're to judge, to discern with a righteous judgment. Righteous judgment is based on God's word, will, and ways. And so when you're doing something, vice president of the United States, and saying something that's contrary to the nature of God, I'm going to speak up and say, you're wrong. I am going to judge that. I am going to discern that. And I'm going to speak the truth back to culture in love and say, listen, doing unbiblical, ungodly, unchristlike things will cause every single one of us to be held accountable before the judge of all of the earth. And so you better get this right. Let me move on for a minute here to Governor Newsom and what he's done in California. I want you to look at this billboard right here. Can you believe this billboard? He put these billboards in seven different red or Republican states. Now look at what that, look at what the billboard says right there. You see it in front of you? I hope we're keeping it up right there. Check this out. What does it say? Need an abortion. California is ready to help. Now I'm not, I'm trying to not be too, too dramatic here, too sarcastic, but oh, isn't that nice? California is ready to help. Oh, well, helping is a nice thing. Isn't helping people what Jesus is all about? And isn't helping people what God would want us to do? And oh, that's wonderful that the state of California is ready to help. Look at that. California is ready to help. Visit abortioncalifornia.gov to learn more. And then Governor Newsom has the audacity to put a scripture verse there. Can you believe this? Love your neighbor as yourself. There's no greater commandment than these, Mark 12, 31. The governor of the state of California using campaign funds to put billboards in seven different Republican states telling people, if you want an abortion, you can come to California and not only will we pay for you to have an abortion in California, we will pay your travel expenses to California 
to come and get an abortion. It's, it's like they've created a travel agency for abortion. It's like they've created a pilgrimage for abortion. It's, I mean, can you believe this? My friends that are watching this in California, your tax dollars are going for people in other states to be flown into your state and for your government to perform abortions. And as a California taxpayer, you're paying that. I know that disgusts many of you, but that's what the governor for California is doing. That's what Gavin Newsom is doing right now. Now, think about this. They're, they're not paying to cover cancer. They're not covering to pay for chemo or dental or adoption. No, no, they're not paying for any of those things, but they are paying for abortion. They are paying for people in other states to come and worship worship at the satanic altar of Molech where child sacrifice goes on. And he has the audacity to quote the very words of Jesus to, to present abortion as being something that is helpful and loving. Dude, I think you are lost. You better repent, Gavin Newsom. Do you even realize what you're playing with? All of these words, unless you repent, are going to come back to torment you for the rest of eternity if you don't repent. I fear for you, sir. Love your neighbor as yourself. So if we're loving people, we're helping them murder children. How twisted. How perverted can you actually be, sir? Well, let me just wrap this up with another one. And again, because of the spiritual tone of this, Senator Raphael Warnock, who's also a pastor, he's a progressive pro-choice pastor who's up for re-election here in just uh, a month from now. I hope he loses his race in the great state of Georgia. When they're talking to him about this whole pro-choice thing and abortion and all that, what does Raphael Warnock say? He says, you need to let your conscience guide you. If you meet with your faith leader, your family, your doctor, at the end of the day, you need to let your conscience guide you. As a follower of Jesus and as a supposed shepherd of the flock of God, you're telling people to follow their conscience and not follow God's word? Are you kidding me, sir? You're no shepherd. You're a hireling. You are a sellout to the demonic democratic agenda, and you are leading people astray and causing them to murder children in the womb. Do you not fear God? Does anybody not fear God anymore in government places of authority and leadership? We've got the vice president, we've got governors, we've got senators speaking things that are totally contrary to God's word, will, and way, and yet they're trying to cloak it and couch it with Christian ease or even the blatancy of scripture itself. I just wanna say, friends, if you cannot speak up and speak the truth in love to a world right now that is getting madder and, and more diabolical by the moment, if you can't speak up right now, you need to check and see where your own faith is. 
Because as it gets darker, the light better come on and it better come on in the church. We've got to quit covering our light. We've got to speak the truth in love. We've got to not care about the consequences. We've got to fear God and not man. And so I want to encourage you, pay attention to what's going on. Don't follow for the deception. And you might say, well, Pastor Steve, I'm never going to fall for this deception. Okay, that's great. I think that's wonderful. But let me ask you this. Are you helping other people so they won't fall for deception? Are you speaking up at work? Are you speaking up at school? Are you speaking up at the supermarket? Are you speaking up in your neighborhood or in your carpool? Are you speaking up? Because it's time to speak up. In fact, it's past time. All right, so there you go. There's a word of encouragement, exhortation, and I, I trust instruction for you. And uh, we need you to be the church. Those of you who name the name of Christ, speak up. Be that city shining on a hill. And don't put your light under a bushel basket. Don't allow your light to be covered up. Speak up. Show up for the cause of Christ. Fight the good fight. Stay engaged regardless of what it costs. Show some courage. And let's see the kingdom of God come on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name. Amen. We'll see you next time. God bless you guys.